the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Hi, folks. Welcome to Yak Radio with Dave Stahl, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer this hour is brought to you by Southwest Point of Sale. If you got a little liquor store, grocery store, or a convenience store and you're having trouble keeping cashiers, well, do like the big boys do, Walmart, Home Depot, Costco, do self-checkout. How do you go about doing that? You call Southwest Point of Sale. 800-540-2149. They will come out to your location, take a look, and if it fits their their program and, and yours as well, you can get that system for less than you'd pay for a cash register. Over 150 years experience in the service department, they service your, your stuff for uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Jeff and Mark Sanders will be more than happy to help you out. Take a look at Southwest pointofsale.com southwestpointofsale.com also san diego propane if you're lucky enough to live in east county and you need propane dave and his family will really take good care of you go to sd-propane.com 619-460-1706 the only downside is the only service east county and i tell you what when prices start to go up he calls me come on dave let's get out there we'll put some propane in Love it. Also, Automotive, West Escondido Auto and Trans, four locations. Go to westautomotivegroup.com. Check him out. AAA, Napa Auto Care, ASC certified, all right there in four locations, all up and over the county. Well, have I got a special guest for you folks today. I got Tanya Guccione. 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 It's Italiana. Guccione. Are we going to talk about lasagna and pizzerias Uh, and things? No. Don't get me started. Are you hungry? Probably. You're going to make me hungry. I know. And Tanya is just an amazing young lady. She is a sales manager at a Nissan dealer here in El Cajon. And she has got a, a, a team that would knock your socks off. I mean... You've been how long have you been doing this? How long have you been in the business? I've been in the business since two thousand and eight. And wow. I only worked for the Mossies. And what did you start as? I started as an internet sales manager. Okay. Oh, you started in management all the way around. Okay. Yeah. So I started at Mossy Toyota, then I transferred to Mossy Nissan in oh nine. So you know Dale Snow? I know Dale Snow. We call him the snowman, and it has nothing to do with drugs. Because <laughs> that guy, can, man, he can talk like nobody's business. He's well, awesome. I used to be a service manager myself for 30 years, and Dale and I used, when I worked at Toyota, and he works at Toyota, yeah, we used to be on all the different teams together, and I love that guy. He's, he's a, a good guy. Yeah, I can't believe he hasn't retired yet. No. I guess he's like me. He's never going to re- retire either. Uh you know, I, 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 we didn't really. I didn't necessarily want to have you come in and talk cars, but I think in today's environment, people need to understand what's going on out there. I mean, you know, most people when they find out some dealers mark their cars up, they get very angry. They get very upset that they think they're being gouged, which isn't the case at all. And we talked about it a little bit off air. You're selling 200 cars a month. Everything is fine. Everything, you know, could be sold at invoice. And then all of a sudden now you're selling 20 cars because of the lack of inventory. 
chip problems, whatever the case may be, transportation, getting them from point A to point B. So people, in some cases, are marking them up. Mossy has chosen not to do that. And I think it has to do with the fact that you guys are as big as you are. That's correct. And it's family-owned and operated, but it has a lot to do with it. You know, the Mossy family has been really good to the community. And, and we're, we don't have too many large family groups owning dealerships. I think there's Mossy, Hohen. I think that's the only two that I can think of. Can you think of anybody else? No. No. Uh, even uh, Lexus of Escondido and Carlsbad Toyota, they're, they're only a three-store. You guys are, have got quite a few stores. We have and, seven locations. Seven locations. And one of the benefits is that you guys, like if there's a specific vehicle that you're looking for at your dealership, well, if it's not there, but say it's someplace else, all you do is just call them up and bring it over. Exactly. I think that... What do you think of the new Pathfinder? I love it. I think they did a great job on that redesign. <sighs> uh, look, I'm getting goosebumps. I had one the other day, uh, and I put it in on KUSI, and it has a name. It was a, spe- a specific... The Rock Creek. What a great truck. I mean, that thing marked all the boxes, hit all the hit everything that you could ever want for it. I, I thought... You know, and Nissan for a while, it, it it they they were they kind of went down a little bit when they're having that big massive management change, and you know, but that's all water under the bridge. I've got a Z coming. Mm-hmm. Have you been in the Z? I have not been in the Z. Want to go for a ride to Z? I'll take you for a ride. I'll I let would you drive love it. To. Yeah, you. I bet you would. <laughs> well, and I think that's one of the successes of what you do is you love cars. I do. It's kind of like our family thing. My entire family is in the car business. Really? Yeah. So it's in the blood. Not you're not Italian restaurants. No, not Italian restaurants. So, <laughs> but just it's you guys have been doing it, the whole, and it's and it, you know and if you and if you do it right, it's a great it's a great business to be in. It's very true. I feel like the car business has a bad rap from in the past. You know, like the '80s, but nowadays it's so different. We're just humans. We're just moms, dads, and trying to make a living. Exactly. Yeah, try to feed our families, and one of the things that. Well, you know, and you and I talked. I was a service manager in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, okay? And that was the tough times. Weren't the best cars on the planet. Salesmen were in their silk sharkskin suits and their patent leather shoes. And, you know, those days are all gone because customer service came into to the realm. And customer service to Nissan and to, to any manufacturer is way more important than how many cars you're selling. 100%. That's why everyone gets a survey after every time they come into the dealership. Yeah. I mean, even if they're coming in for a glass of water, they're going to get a survey exactly. to find out how good was that water. It's so true. Where yeah. the bathroom's clean. Just yeah. things like that. Palm trees. Were they trimmed properly? I know a dealer in town, his palm trees weren't trimmed properly, and it wasn't from the customer. It was from the corporation. They came down and said, we're going to have, and he was going for a specific, you know, like a president's award. But because the fronds were old and not, and still, he got gigged, and he never, he didn't get his, uh, he didn't get the presidential uh, award. Wow! Which yeah, I know it's crazy, but it the you know, the manufacturer really doesn't have as much control over a local dealer as everybody thinks they do. You know, I mean, and again, falling back into the markup. I mean, the, the manufacturer can't tell a car dealer that you can't mark up a car. Correct. Because what does MSRP stand for? Manufactured suggested retail, retail price. price. That's exactly right. So, you know, you and you know, and and I think the the other thing that I like too is the internet. Do you take that as a positive or a negative? The internet. 
it can swing both ways. The internet has good information and it has bad information. Whatever you search for, you're going to find on right. the internet. Right. I think, though, the internet was a game changer for customers mm-hmm. because there's so much information out there. Right. You know your interest rates, you know the invoice of a car, you know so much stuff. And then one of the benefits, too, is you get to read reviews and how people's experiences were. Right. And that's kind of where the whole car business changed, where it's an experience. That's all people want to deliver. Make sure you find the car you want. Right. You enjoy your time while you're there. Right. And the most important thing that I think is important to everybody is getting in and getting out and not spending an entire day there. (laughs) So... I totally 100% agree. And one of the things that I like that really benefited, I think, the consumer was you can build a vehicle online. Yes. And you can go all the way to the end of that that program and click financing and say, okay, I'm going to put 5000 down. What's my payment? Okay, I'm going to put $200 down or I'm going to do that. You can play with it all day long and get it to where you want it. And then you email it to your local dealer. And boom. Well, it used to be that way. But now with the shortages, it's not like that. So I don't think people understand, too. We used to be able to go into our allocation. So every single month, for customers that don't know, Nissan says, okay, we're going to send you this many Sentras. And out of this many Sentras, you have to build this many SVs and this many SRs. And you can go in there and you can pick your colors. You can pick if you want to add splash guards, floor mats, whatever you want. Well, now... For months, you do not have a say. You get what you get, and you don't throw a fit. And if and you don't want it, or if you don't see the one you want, you ain't going to get we're it. We're not going to turn anything down. There's not much to turn right. down. So it's just, it's very different these days. But I feel like the Mossies got it right by not charging over sticker right. and being extremely fair across the board. Right. So. And being honest. Absolutely. But then, and I think... I said, when I was in the business, I had my meetings every Friday, and I always said, never lie, sh- cheat, and steal. Never lie, cheat, and steal. To every technician I had, and to this day, I've got guys that I still run into that still remember that because that's the backbone of a car dealership is you never lie, cheat, and steal. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Tanya a whole lot more, maybe not necessarily about the car business. There's other things we can talk about, too, right here on Yak Radio with Dave Stahl. FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks. Welcome back to Yak Radio with Dave Stahl. FM 961 AM 1170, where the radio show off-air is always better than on-air. This segment is brought to you by South Bay Auto House. If you've got a Mercedes-Benz and you're looking to get uh, its service and you're in the South Bay area or anywhere in the county, then South Bay Auto House is where you need to be. Over 25 years of service, independent shop. Man, I tell you, they do the right thing. They've got all the parts necessary. They've got factory-trained technicians. Just give them a call, 619-422-6262. And Bumper Doc Santee scratches dings and dents, window tents. You know, Bumper Doc's been around a long time, family-owned and operated. Go to SanteeBumperDoc.com. Talking with Tanya today, and we're talking, she works at Nissan. She's a sales manager over there, and we're just sort of talking about the industry because I think it's important that the general public knows more about what's going on in the car business. And one area that's kind of near and dear to my heart is is the service department um, because sales is exciting. Everybody wants to go in and buy a new car. They don't want to go to the service department if they can stay out of there as much as possible. But it, it's necessary. And here's the things that I always like to tell my, my uh, 
friends and family. Buy a car from a dealer, service with a dealer. So why would you service with a dealer? What, are the, what would you say the benefits are of servicing with a dealer? Well, the benefits are we're held to a certain standard and accountability to our manufacturer, and that's huge. Other benefits would be when you do service your vehicle, it gets reported to your Carfax, which right. is important. Yeah. Um, everyone says, check the Carfax report. That's right. And we on the sales side, we'll look at that when we take a vehicle in on trade to right. see how it was serviced uh-huh. and if we can see it was routinely done. If it's blank or there's no record of it. Then you're like, oh, does this car have sludge? Like, you just don't know. Well, and the other thing I like, too, is if you service with the dealer and technical service bulletins come out of the manufacturer within your warranty period, you get them for free. Correct. Where if you're an independent and something comes out, okay, if it's a safety item, it'll it'll actually be a recall. But if it's not a safety item, let's say it's an adjustment or what have you, you'll get those totally free. And who knows Nissan's better than the Nissan tech? Exactly. If you have a certified technician who went through a lot of schooling to know that particular brand and that particular product, that's who I would much rather have work on my car. And how often do you send your technicians to school? Constantly. Like once a month, if not more? Because every time something comes out new, whether it be, and every year you get a new vehicle. So every time there's a new vehicle, well, guess what? Now everybody's got to go to school. And... But no, but yeah, it always makes me crazy because I mean, I've got lots of independent shops that are friends of mine and they'll work on somebody's car and then they'll get to a point and they'll say, you know, I just can't, I just can't figure it out. Take it to the dealer. They come to the dealer and they're mad. Well, what are you mad for? We're going to fix it. Yeah. Because I've never seen a manufacturer. Now, I don't know if Mossy does this, but, and I think it's, it's an individual dealership mentality that. If you're a service manager and you don't lie, cheat, or steal to the factory, and you treat the factory right, do honest warranties, and, and do the repairs correct the first time, if you get a, a customer that bought the car, it doesn't even have to buy the car there, but if they're servicing with you, and let's say the car goes out of warranty and something happens to it, I used to have a year that I could extend to my customer. I mean, I'd have to contact the factory. It's not a dealer thing. You contact the factory and say, Mrs. Jones has been with us the whole time. You know, she's having a problem with, let's say, a water pump or transmission or what have you. And if I've got a good reputation with the factory, they'll say, sure, go ahead and take care of it. They'll give me a special code, and I'm able to take care of the customer. But if you're going to Joe's garage, and then you have a problem 100 miles out of warranty, and then you take it to the dealer, you're probably not going to get any assistance. That's true. And that's a major, major benefit. Now, granted, that's a one-on-one. Not every dealership has that that benefit. But I think, and I know quite a few of the service managers in the Mossy Group, they take really good care of not only the customer, but the factory as well. That's very true. Can your guys make any money as a technician? Do they make money as a technician? I honestly don't know. But oh, you ought to all- look. You might want to put your coveralls on. <laughs> Because I mean, let's face it, they make. I mean, they get taken care of very well by the by the dealer, and because of all the training. That's true, and especially when you become a master tech. Yeah. And then there's, I don't think people realize this, but then there's technicians that are specific to certain cars. Like, not everybody can work on a GTR. You have mm-hmm. to go to so many classes That's to get right. that status, or even like a Nissan Leaf, which is the all electric vehicle. Yeah. So. And we you guys have been doing the Leaf longer than anybody else in electric cars, and I think. 
I think so, too. I can't think of anybody else. The only one, I mean, a full-blown, all-electric, I think the Leaf was number one. Well, GM messed around back with the EV1, but that's not, you know, that wasn't a, uh, didn't stay around very long. But I think the Leaf is. But you're absolutely right. The other thing, too, and you're going to love this, being a service advisor, I don't know if you've ever gone into the back and played around being a service advisor. I used to find girls, and where I would find them was waitresses. If I found a waitress that took really good care of me as a customer, I'd hire them as a service rider. That makes a lot of sense. Because I don't want them to be a technician. I want them to be a service advisor. You know, listen to the customer, write down what the customer's concerns are, relay that to the technician. And I always have a rule, 10 and 2. Always call the customer at 10 and 2 every day, whether you have news or not. Because how, how many times have you done something with a company that's servicing whatever it is that you have, and you have to call them and they don't call you? Many doesn't times. That, doesn't that make you crazy? It does. So I have a 10 and 2 rule. You call them up at 10 and 2. You give them an update. Hey, we're still waiting on that part. You know, Hopefully it'll be in, and I'll definitely be back to you, you know, by the afternoon. And... They could make a, a pretty good chunk of change as well, being in the service department. I would think so. And look how many girls are, are becoming service managers and parts managers. I know a lot of females now. There's an entire group um, called Women in Automotive, and it's growing by the day. Yes, yes, it absolutely is. The only downside to it, and there is a little bit of a downside, you work long hours. You do work long hours. Kind of like a sales manager. Yes, I will say this though. It's probably one of the best times to be in the car business. Yes. Because we have shortened our hours oh, have due you? to the lack of inventory. So where we used to be open eight thirty to nine. Yeah. We're personally on the Mossy Nissan group, we're open nine to seven. Oh. So it does give you a little bit more of and it makes all quality of life. Makes all the difference in the world at nine to seven versus oh, absolutely. Till 10. Because we work a thing called a bell. Which is open to close. Yes. And let me tell you, you don't leave at nine o'clock at night on a closing oh. shift. There's customers that walk in at eight forty five. You gotta pick out a car, you gotta test drive them. That's right. And there's many nights that we wouldn't go home until midnight. That's and you right. wake up the next day and you gotta be right back there at eight thirty. That's right. And that that extra half hour makes all the difference in the world. Oh, absolutely. And, but you know, that's the key to to you know and, 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 and I always try to tell everybody Find yourself a good salesperson. Oh, you know, yeah. And then stick with them. Back in the day, I used to know this one guy. He This is back before computers and all that. And he would take the brochure and would take a pair of scissors and he'd cut it all up and he'd put sticky stuff on the back and he had a board. So if you came in and let's say you're looking for a 240Z. So he put the Z up there and he'd say, okay, what transmission do you want? Automatic or stick? Okay, and he put that up there. Do you want this car or that car? And he would build your car on this on this grease board. Oh, wow. And his business cards, he taped a 10 cents on the back of every single business card. That's when you could make a phone call for 10 cents and there were pay phones. Okay. And if you ever had a problem or a question or concern, here, here's my card. There's a dime on the back. Don't lose it. Call me if you ever need it. That's a good idea. But that's a sit. But you know as well as I do, you got a hundred salesmen. All of them do their job differently than the next one. That's true. The harder you work, the the more you'll make, and the easier your job is. Right. That's true. And it's no different than your job as a sales manager. Nope. So how is it being a female? The acceptance. Do you think the acceptance of women in management is much better now than say it was even when you started? 
I would say so. I think that for me as a female in the industry, I made it a point to outwork, out hustle, mm-hmm. outdo everybody. That's right. also just my competitive nature right. as well. Um, but I think I'm very accepting. And I also feel like it gives a different angle to the business for a customer to walk in and see a woman sitting there. I can't tell you how many times people compliment that yeah. or come up and just say something extremely positive. I've never had a female sales manager right? and things like that. And so, and I wish more women would consider getting into the industry mm-hmm. Because for me, I'm a mom of three, and I've been able to do this. Oh, you're a mom of three? I have three boys. I thought you only had one. No, I have... Oh, you have a favorite. That's what the deal is. That, yeah, he's my he's my baby, so he hogs my social media. Yes, he does. But I have a 21-year-old. Oh, wow. I know, and I have a 17-year-old. Wow, and then you're, I only, have my and you're baby. only 22. Uh, I love you. I wish. <laughs> um but it gives me personally, because you have different days off. You work retail hours. Yeah. So maybe I'm off on a Tuesday. I can go on a field trip with my kid. Yeah. I don't have to ask for a day off. So I wish more women knew about it. Right. Um, because I really feel like women complement the industry. Right. And I, you don't get that mentality of, oh, here's the shark. You know, people walk in. It's it's a people business. If they like you, they're going to buy from you. Exactly. And I, and I don't care what business you're in. You're absolutely right. It has everything to do with the relationship. Because you build relationships. You do. How many times do you go out to a restaurant and all of a sudden one of your customers comes up to you and you go, hey, Tanya, how you doing? Oh, many times. I've had people make me, when I was pregnant, they would bring me gifts for baby blankets, all no kinds kidding. of stuff. You do. You develop relationships right. with people. They remember you. Yeah. There's certain customers that have my cell phone number. They can call me whenever they need something. Sure. So. Well, yeah, because when you get into the business of, of service and sales to a customer, you're in it 100%. You're not in it 5%. You know, I, I hated it when somebody, because back in the 70s, I used to give my home phone number out to anybody and everybody that wanted it. Yeah. And I had, we'd go to management meetings and they'd say, you do what? You give your phone number? Oh, what are you, crazy? Maybe. But you know what? I never had a disgruntled customer. And no. if they could call me anytime they wanted. I mean, that, that's because that was my job. And it wasn't just eight to five or seven to six. It was 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yep. And especially on weekends when service was closed. I didn't have enough fire extinguishers on Monday to put out all the fires. Because let's face it, cars in the 70s, 80s, and 90s were not the best. So I would take care of you over the weekend. And when you did come in on monday it was it was a good relationship because i took the time out to call you and i'm not blowing smoke because you've got people within your organization that do exactly the same thing absolutely we have a joke there is no day off right there is no day off and it starts at the top mm-hmm. and it works its way down let's take one more break why because you're listening to the yak radio with dave stall and tanya right here on fm 96.1 am 1170 the answer All right, folks, welcome back to Yak Radio with Dave Stahl right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer. This segment's brought to you by San Diego Gear and Axel. You got anything going on with the undercarriage of your car? Well, Steve is the man. Two-wheel, all-wheel, four-wheel, you name it, he can do it. You got a race car, whether it be a dragster, circle track, off-road buggy, Steve has got all the answers. Go to sdgearaxle.com or call him at 858 858- Four four nine eight five six five five six five six. All right, we got Tanya in the house. Tanya is a sales manager at Mossy Nissan and El Cajon, 
and we've been sort of beating up the car world for a while. And it's just, I guess the best thing to take from it is find a dealer that you can build a relationship with. Absolutely. And stick with them. Absolutely. Yeah. And you'll be good to go. Inventory still questionable with the it's, with the chip situation. It's starting to tick up. We've noticed a shift recently. I will say the benefit of this for customers who are a little discouraged by the markups that other dealers are doing, there is a benefit and a positive side to them, mm-hmm. whereas their trade is worth way more yeah. today than it was a year ago. Isn't that crazy? Never have I seen a car appreciate like I saw in the last year. <laughs> so there's customers that are trading their car in for the same price that they purchased it for right. pre-owned two years ago. With the markup. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, and that's how you got to look at it. I, I'm, a, I'm a big lease guy. I, I'm a big proponent to leasing. I'm a leaser too. Yeah. If you don't, you know, if, if you just can look at a car like a house payment, uh, uh, or any kind of a, a payment situation, leasing is by far the best way. You get maintenance. You get a vehicle, new vehicle every, what, two, three years, depending on which lease you go depending with. Depending on what you prefer to do, yep. Yeah. You get all the benefits. You get you get all the maintenance. You get the great warranty. And every three years, you get new technology. Absolutely. Plus, you get to drive a champagne car on a beer budget. Yes, indeed. At, yeah, you got to put that initial 2500 3500 depending on which vehicle you choose. But that's it. Once you get to the end of your lease, you have choices. Exactly. You have options. Yeah. And if you love the car, if you just fell in love with it and you don't want nothing, then you just refinance the residual and you're down the road and, you, and you're still in a perfectly good car and you can keep it. Exactly. Yeah. I like, I really like leasing. And then, of course, there's people, well, I got too many miles. Well, correct me if I'm wrong because I don't know if I've, this is still true, but if you buy your miles, up front, they're cheaper than if you buy the miles at yes, the end of the lease. They are. You can so if you're somebody that drives twenty thousand miles a year, you can add on those additional five thousand miles with Nissan. I want to say it's ten cents a mile up right. front um, at inception. If you were to buy it, if you were to go over your miles and give it back to the bank later, then it's a little bit more. Sometimes twenty five, sometimes thirty five cents a mile, just depending on the average. Is about fifteen right now. Is it fifteen mm-hmm. right now? So. Just do your homework and just know that you're going to be in a new vehicle for two to two to three years. Exactly. I think in the 90s when there was the balloon leases and mm. things like that, it kind of scared people away. But sure. it's not like that anymore. Well, plus you have grandfathers saying, never lease, only buy, never lease. You ought to buy it. You ought to own it. You ought to own it. Why? But here's the reality. Most people trade in their car every two to three years. Anyway. They're rolling over negative equity usually up until recently with mm-hmm. the shortage. Right. Or by the time you have your car paid off, you have 100,000 miles on it and you're ready for a new car anyways. So why not always have right. a new car to begin with? Most people rarely go without a car payment. Yeah, I totally agree. Or if they do get out of the car payment, now they're putting it in to the maintenance or the repair. Exactly. And yeah, and the other thing, if you're not a maintenance-minded person, which cars need to have maintenance, but if you're not one to do that, leasing's even better because it's automatic. You just take it in. They do the oil changes. They'll do, you know, the what the tire rotations, the brake inspections. Now, of course, brake pads and wearable items are not covered under any kind of a warranty. I think for the first maybe the twelve twelve, if I'm not mistaken, I don't remember. But the bottom line is, if you're not that anal about maintenance, leasing's another way to go because it keeps you in line. Exactly. 
And what people don't realize is when you lease, you're only paying for the depreciation portion of the car right. in those first three years. And you pay sales tax only on that depreciation as uh, opposed to completely upfront on the entire vehicle. Exactly. And nothing, I mean, I know salespeople freak when I say this, but it makes me crazy. Oh, I'm going to put $10,000 down or I'm going to put 20000 Why? You know, why are you doing that? Keep the money in the bank and work another way. Leasing is is by far the way to keep all your money in the bank. You put a smidgen down and your payments are where they need to be. Exactly. I like that chain paying beer thing. That's pretty good. It's very true. Yeah, it is. It really is. And you got to find a dealer that'll sit down and talk to you and And give you all the A's and the B's and and, and give you options. You know, and I think I think today, like I said, the buyer today is much smarter than, say, the buyer was 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Oh, absolutely. There's so much information out there. And you know it's easier to rip off a guy than a girl? Really? Oh, 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 oh let me tell you. In the service end of it, I can tell you. I could rip a guy off so if I wanted to so quick because they don't know what they're talking about. They don't know the new cars out there like they think they do. I had a, a salesman or service advisor sell a guy McPherson struts on a brand new car with 8,000 miles on it. And he got home and told his wife he spent all this money for struts. And she goes, wait a minute. The car's under warranty. He's called me up. And I said, yeah, come on down. I'll have a check for you. And I'll give you a one-year free maintenance, you know, for the inconvenience. And the cool thing is I brought her in, and she actually was coming across the service drive with holding on to his ear, pulling him across. Oh, yeah, it was ugly. Wow. She came into my office, sat her down, and I called the service advisor up. Says, hey, so and so, come on into my office. Come, you know, over the PA comes in. I said, sit down right there and explain to her why you did what you did. And I left. Wow, <laughs> I can see that though because when we sell cars, women tend to be the decision maker yes. when there's a husband and a wife. Yes, and it's funny because when you go like, okay, what's your social security number? He's looking at her for his social. Yeah, how much do you make a month? He's looking, looking at, at her. her. And then it's, well, what's our bills? She knows all of this stuff. Of course. So I can totally see that. Right. Or if he comes in and he goes, okay, I want that lifted Titan with the big monster tires and wheels and the roll kit. No. She's practical. We'll get you a Titan, but it's not going to be that Titan. It's going to be this Titan. Yes. Yeah, I know. I love it. I, I And the ones I always used to love, to say, sure you don't want to go home and talk to your uh, talk to your wife about this or or, or better yet, Talking to a woman, you want to go home and talk to your husband about this to see if this would be a good deal? It's a way, good way to get your head ripped off. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, I think the service business and the sales business is is evolving. I got a question for you. Do you think the future of dealerships will still be the 30, 40,000 square foot buildings with the internet? I know you still got to have a service department, but do you still think people are going to want to road test, drive, and go face-to-face? I hope so. I hope so. I think so. I think that they're trying so hard to get rid of everything and people and robotic and all of that stuff. Like the whole buying a car off a vending machine that you don't get to test drive that who are you going to call when you have a problem? Where's the service department that I think in the long run? Yes, I do. I still think as much as people cringe going to a dealership, like going to a dental office, Mm. I still think that it's what people overall want. And we are trying to become more um, accommodating. We do do buy at home. We do take cars for test drives. We do take uh, 
paperwork out for delivery. Sure. So we have also moved with the times as well and pivoted, you know, with COVID and yep. everything else that has happened. But that the co you know, there's a lot of people look at me like I'm crazy, but the COVID really brought up some positives. It, it allowed us to see what our teachers are teaching our kids. Yep. Which I think is extremely important. It allows you to have the dealerships come to you with a car mm-hmm. and the paperwork, even for a road test. Yeah. Service. You know, so there's that side of it. But I don't know how many times you've had to call a repair or something, like whether it's for a refrigerator or a TV set. I don't want to talk to a computer. Oh, I can't stand it. It makes me crazy. And then when they get all done with it and you finally get to human being, what's your account number? What's your address? I just gave you all that information. You know what I mean? Well, I don't know how lucky you get because everyone I talk to is in India. <laughs> I know. That's another thing. <laughs> Excuse me? What What did you say? What You can't. Uh, so yeah, you, you're making me crazy. But I'm like you. I want to come in and see you. Exactly. And I think most consumers do. They want to, I think most consumers want to test drive a car. Can you imagine just ordering a car, not knowing if there's where the blind spot is or what the pickup is or if the seat's comfortable? You still need to have that opportunity. I had a a guy come in. My, My rule of thumb in the service department was if you were my rider, you wrote him up first. If he comes back or she comes back with a complaint, it comes to me. Yes. It doesn't go to you. You don't make enough money to try to deal with that. So it comes to me. So I get this guy in, and he, he bought a, a Ram 3500 back when they first came out. And I said, okay, what well, seems to be the problem? He says, it rides terrible. It rides terrible. I said, well, let's go for a road test. This was in Carlsbad. So we're out on the I-5, and we're going down the road, and it's just about knocking your eye teeth out. He goes, see, see, see? This is when I pulled off the asphalt or off the cement, got onto the front, of, you know, the little side where it's asphalt, smooth as butter. He goes, now that's the way it's supposed to run. And I looked at him and I says, how far did you road test this truck when you bought it? Oh, I didn't drive it. You didn't drive it? No, the commercial was, was enough for me and I bought it. Uh, and he must have, and he spent well, at the time thirty five, forty thousand dollars but yeah. never drove the car. Talk about showing stupid. I can tell you in the last year how many people have come in trading out of a car a month or two later that bought from those online places and they're just not happy. No, you know, because you have to be comfortable, you know, and I always pride or I always compliment Nissan for one. You get into any Nissan product and this is not a Nissan commercial, folks. Trust me. When the minute you sit in that driver's seat, you automatically say, okay, this is a car for me. And I've talked to Nissan. They put so much R&D and technology into that driver's seat, you can't believe it. Because that's the first thing you do. The looks, yeah, okay, appearance is one thing. But the minute you sit in it, you go, oh, yeah, this is real. I mean, that's the beginning of a, of a, a beautiful relationship. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they're doing a great job. Yes. Have you seen the new 2023 Ultima? Yes, I have. They redesigned the SR, and it looks amazing. I tell you what. And is it the Aria? The Aria, yep. When is it coming? 
Well, I think it's going to be out at the beginning of 2023. So we are just now starting to get our testing on it. Okay. And then um, we have our own trainer, corporate trainer that Nissan sends out where he brings cars that we get to see. Gotcha. That's supposed to be in November sometime. Well, I went to the, I got to go to the Nissan Design Center and I got to see that one and the, uh, the Pathfinder. The Rock Creek Pathfinder. Yeah, in 23. And I went, oh, I mean, it's the 23 miles. And, you know, got a really early look at it. Yeah, just mind-boggling. People yeah. don't even know that, that Nissan's got a, a world-class design center here in San Diego. Yes, they do. A lot of people don't know that. Have they allowed you to go see it? I have not been there. But I've it? done, like, the ride and drives yeah. where you get to see things in advance. Don't you love that? It's actually cool. And then, like, you can also see how they designed the car. Yes. Oh, I love going to the to the factory where they actually starts with a roll of steel, and then at the end of the line, it's a perfect it's a perfect car. Yes. I've never seen happier employees than people that work on the line. It's the craziest thing. And I'm talking Nissan. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's just crazy. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, a whole lot more right here on Yak Radio with Dave Stahl and Tanya on FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back to Yak Radio with Dave Stahl. FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. John's Automotive Import Repair, 7447 University Avenue in lovely La Mesa. Another AAA Napa Auto Care ASC certified shop. Take a run over there and talk to John. John also takes care of the East County Boys and Girls Club. Gives back like nobody's business. And thank him for sponsoring right here on Yak Radio. Got Tanya in the house, sales manager over at Mossy nissan in lovely el cajon uh, and you know it's funny people ask me all the time you know because you know when you go to finance there's a lot of options that you can buy you can buy alarms and paint sealant and all those different types of things but i always tell everybody the best thing you can buy out of a service department if you're going to keep that vehicle longer than the base warranty is a factory and i use the word factory extended service contract Correct. You'll never, ever have any issues. Guaranteed clear across the continental United States. Nobody will give you a hassle. And sure, there's lots of, and, and those TV commercials with all these warranties that they're trying to sell you, I always tell everybody, look down at the bottom where it says like, kind, and quality. That means they can go to a wrecking yard and get parts and pieces to fix your car. I don't want anybody putting a wrecking yard part in my car, do you? No. Right. But extended service contracts are by far, to me, the most important thing you should buy out of a out of a uh, finance office. I agree. True story about Tanya. Yeah. I was a finance manager oh, for many years. Were you really? I sold those products, and then I was a finance director. So I am a strong believer in a service contract, one hundred percent. And I tell people there are two customers in a service drive. There's the guy that. Flipping over his keys, not even bringing a checkbook and hopping in a rental and he's on his way. Right. Or there's the guy outside, super upset, on the phone with his wife saying, how are we going to pay for this? That's right. Which customer do you want to be? Yeah. Because all cars break. It's just a matter of when and how much. That's right. 
So I know. And then I'm a strong believer in the gap protection if you're not putting a significant amount of money down. Okay, so explain the gap protection because I don't think anybody really totally understands that. So gap is basically if your vehicle's totaled for any reason, it's in an accident, it's stolen, your insurance company is only going to pay you market value for that vehicle. Mm-hmm. So there could be a difference in what they say your car's worth versus what you still owe the bank. Mm-hmm. So let's say your insurance says, I'm sorry, I'm only going to give you 15 grand, but you still owe Bank 20. of America 20 grand. You've got to come up with that $5,000 difference wow. if you don't have gap. Right. If you do have gap, and most gap covers the entire gap difference. Right. They pay usually 110% of retail book. Right. Then they'll come in, they'll pay that difference off for you. Some gap protections even pay your deductible. Wow. You walk away clean and free. And you roll it into your payment. Correct. So it's not like you're paying separate for gap insurance. It's actually, and it's pennies on the dollar. It's really. worth it. Yeah, it's well, well worth it. And when gap, because gap hasn't been around forever. It's only been out a while, right? Correct, yeah. So, and and I think when Gap first came out, you know, people looked at it like, oh, geez, here's another gimmick. Here's mm-hmm. another gimmick. Well, it's it's probably one, like you said, It's and I, I keep forgetting about the Gap insurance because it's so, so important just when you, you know, with the example that you gave. I'll tell you a true story. I had a lady in my office, and she was rolling over negative equity. And so I'm like, you really need gap. You're not putting any money down. And she was getting mad at me because I would not let up on it. And I'm like, just, I'm telling you, you need it. (laughs) And so she was so upset with me. She ended up getting the gap protection. Three months later, her car got totaled out. She came back into the dealership and she goes, girl, I saw your face. (laughs) (laughs) And she just gave me a hug. They paid out, I want to say $10,000. That was the difference because of her her sales tax, her negative equity, and then depreciation of the car. Yeah. So she comes in, she gives me a hug, and she buys another car, and that's the relationships you're talking about. Well, exactly, exactly. I I had a same situation. I had a friend of mine buying a car, a new car, and uh, she called me up, and she goes, they want to sell me a service contract. I go buy it. I don't think so. My my husband says, you know, I says, I'm just telling you, buy it. I know the vehicle. You wish you had it. I'm telling you. Sure enough, two years out, transmission went out. Mm-hmm. She called me back up, and she says, I can't thank you enough. She says, that was a $5,000 transmission. Oh, yeah. And there was no way we could have, and they gave us a rental car. Mm-hmm. And guess what? We weren't in town. We were out on the road. So, I mean, we got all this coverage because you talked me into it. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to tell you. you know, it's so funny because, you know, you're like me. We try to be upfront and honest. I used to tell people that... You know, if my prices were too high in the service drive, I'll say, look, if I want to make a million dollars, if I can sell you an oil change for a million dollars, I will. But if I can't, I'm going to try to get it over the life of the car. And that's being honest, upfront, straightforward. And I would tell people, no, you don't need that. Or yes, you do need this. That's why you come to me. It's no different than going to a doctor, a dentist, a banker, somebody that you don't know there, that profession. You have to rely on the experts. Mm-hmm. Well, plus part of the benefit of having a service contract is look at inflation right now <laughs> and labor rates. Oh, my. God. What and is your labor rate? Do you know? I don't know. I bet it's over $100. I want to say it's like 150 Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's I think that's the av- right. yeah. average right now. And that's another department do not yell at. 
you know, if you don't like the rate, too bad, because these people go to school every single month. And, you know, I had a doctor one time that didn't want to pay as, as a diagnostic fee. Yeah, we checked his car out, and we couldn't find anything wrong with it. And he says, okay, well, where do I get my keys? I said, cashier. So why do I got to see the cashier? I go, what do you mean? Well, we checked it all out. We road tested it. We put it on the scope. We did everything we could do. We couldn't find anything wrong with it. He said, well, I shouldn't have to pay. I said, what do you do for a living? He said, I'm a heart surgeon. I said, okay. So if I go in, I say, I got a little bit of a palpitation here. And you you go through all these tests, and you check me all out. You say, no, there's nothing wrong with it. You're fine. Then that means I can just walk out of the hospital and not pay? Well, of course not. You can't do that. Oh, you know how many years I went to school? I said, they're still going. Every day. And guess what? Their patients won't talk to them. And if the if your patient dies, there's no repercussion. I says, if they screw up and destroy or hurt your car, guess what? We got to pay for it. We do. And, and then we also get blasted all yeah, over the air. <laughs> like and, and he turned out to be one of the best, my best friends. Uh, because of it, because but people need to think about it from a, a, you know, a logic. I mean, it's, it's we could go on and on, but you know what? This has been fun. I've enjoyed having you on. I appreciate being here. Thank you for having me. It's taken me a while to talk you into it because you're on every other Sunday. Yeah, it's a scheduling thing, and I, you do have a, another life. I have an awesome life. I don't see, <laughs> so you were in Nashville. I see. I was. I loved first Nashville. time in Nashville. First time in Nashville. Where'd you get? Where was the, the most fun place you went? See if I went there. Kid Rock's bar, yeah. I thought was the most fun. Yeah. He had some of the best entertainment. There was actually a girl the very first day performing that's going to be on American Idol, and she was amazing. Are you an American Idol fan? I used to watch it back in the day, but I don't have time for TV these days. But I will say there's not one spot you could go to where there's bad music. Oh, And it's everywhere. I walked by a Taco Bell and there was live music and a Taco Bell. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. I bought every time I go back, I buy cowboy boots. Oh, wow. Yeah. I I can't help myself. But I love I love Nashville. I think and they say that more people are moving to Nashville than almost any other city in the United States. I believe that. And in fact, one of my Uber drivers was from La Mesa and he lives in Nashville. Did he really? He literally just moved there three months ago. That is so I have cool. a lot of friends moving there. It's, yeah. it's a great city. It was fun. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, I know. I, I love following you on social media because, you know, as much work as I do, it's more fun to live through you than it is for me to go do all the things that you do. I will say this. I got to go to Nissan Stadium and watch the Titans opening game, too. Mm. That is an amazing stadium. Yeah. They yeah. have actual Nissan vehicles at every entry point set up like on a rack. Right. It's awesome. Yeah, I know. So, yeah. Very good times. Because so, Nashville is where one of our plants is. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. I actually got to go through that plant uh-huh. and I was extremely impressed. And it's more like it's more like a campus than it is anything. I mean, Nissan 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 definitely does it right. So, you drive a GTR? I wish. I can't even get one out of the press fleet. They just look at me like, yeah, right. I used to get them. I used to get them, but, but, but you know, with inventory and everything. You know, it's, it's hard. It, I haven't seen a GTR in a while other than in the service drive. Right. So Can I, people special order them, or is it kind of on hold, or do you I, even know? I don't even know. I, we just haven't seen any. I, don't, right. I haven't seen one in two years on the showroom floor. Have you ever driven one? you never driven one? I've driven one. I've driven in one. Um, I have one of our sales managers has one. Curls your hair, doesn't it? Oh yeah, he gunned it on me. I was like, whoa. <laughs> My wife, every time I get a car, I we go out to dinner, 
and that's the only car that almost made her throw up. Oh, yeah. They're fun. I they call are. it the Paul Walker car because it's what he drove in Fast and the Furious. Yes, it is. Yes. Oh, you like Fast and Furious, too, Of huh? course. Well, I am a Paul Walker fan. Me, too. <laughs> Tanya, can't thank you enough. Folks, if you want to come down and buy a car from her, she's at uh, Nissan in El Cajon, and she'll be more than happy to help you join the Mossy family. Absolutely. Come say hi. All right. We're going to take a break. We come back. You ought to know right here on FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.